Good morning. Wow, do you hear that? We have microphone today. That's an inside joke. If you weren't here last Sunday, um, the preaching went on without a microphone and I was yelling, wondering, why are you yelling at everyone? It's because uh, my microphone was off and I could barely hear myself. What we're going to talk about today is the good seed that falls on the good ground with the good hearts. The good ground. In Matthew chapter 13, we see uh, Jesus giving a lesson in the form of a parable. And in this lesson, he says that there's different types of grounds. Now, as we're talking about the different types of grounds, I want you to just understand the root of the story is the ground is your heart. So it's what kind of heart do you have? And we really want to be on the good ground. So here's the, the types of hearts that the Bible is teaching us that we can have. In verse 4 of Matthew 13, it's a, a heart like the ground of the wayside. Then it's the stony places and the thorns. But others, that's where we need to be. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. So there's different types of hearts that people have. In the church, this is the type of heart that we want to strive for. However, all these types of hearts are going to be in and around everyone in our lives, in and around people in the church. Some are going to be on the thorns, some in the stony places, and some on the good ground. So what does this mean? If you were just to look at the parable, you would say, well, what is he talking about? And so Jesus explains the parable and in Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, he says, Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So I want you to go back to here. A seed sower is someone who is casting seeds and broadcasting it as far and as wide as they can. That represents the individuals in the church. That you're supposed to be casting the seed of the gospel everywhere. And that it's going to fall. And where it falls, it's going to be on one of these places. And we are hoping that it falls on the good ground. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So the individual Christians that are out there who are placing this seed is the word of God. It's evangelism. It's the gospel. It's the death, burial and resurrection. It is God's manifested wisdom through the preaching of the gospel to people. That's the good heart. But look at verse 23, Matthew 13 and verse 23. But he who receives seed on the good ground, this is Jesus explaining the good ground, is he who hears the word. So we've got to stop there for a moment. Some people hear the word, but they don't really hear the word. Right? It's just like some people know they've heard it, they learn it, they pass the test. You know, yellow light on the street means slow down and prepare to stop. Right? You, you know that, but some people hear it. But they don't listen to it. Some people really say yellow means go faster so you can get through the red light. Well, that's not the safe bet. Look at what's happening here. He who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word. So that's the first thing for the Christian. You've got to want to hear the word and not just hear it, but the one who understands it. So you have to understand it. So in order to hear the words and understand the words, that means you've got to put some time with the word. You've got to understand it. You've got to think deeper. It's not just black letters on white paper or red letters on white paper. You have got to put it into your brain and then reason with it. 
rationalize it and, and apply it correctly. That's when you have the understanding. And when you hear the word, when you uh, get familiar with it and you understand it, look what it does. He, this person who indeed bears fruit and produces because the ones who are going to hear the word of God, which is the seed, the word of God, it's going to go into your heart. You're going to hear it. You're going to understand it. You're going to see the change in your own life. And then you're going to want to give that to other people. Now, that's where the seed sowers come in. That is you now going out and bearing fruit, not because you heard the word and you let things get in the way. And you never became as faithful as you needed to be, but because you heard the word of God, you let it affect your heart. You obeyed the gospel. You're understanding the word of God. And now you're wanting to share that message with everyone. That's the message of the cross. That's the good seed. And some people, they bear a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. And so then Romans is teaching us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's the word of God itself. That is going to be able to save us, to guide us, and to help us to bear fruit with others. What about the others? What about the the other grounds? Look at this. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, that's the seed, the, the gospel. When anyone hears the gospel of the kingdom and does not understand it, you didn't take time to understand it, but you heard the word of God. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So sometimes somebody can be preaching and teaching the gospel and it'll come into the heart. But it's right there on the surface. It hasn't taken root yet, so it could be snatched away by anything. You believe that person? Yeah, you're a free thinker. How free? How free are you if you're a free thinker? You're thinking like somebody else anyway. There's other people who think just like you. Are they free? What constitutes free? So you got to see here that there's the word of God that is going to go into the heart and then somebody can come and snatch it away. This is he who receives the seed by the wayside. That's, a, that's like throwing seed onto the street. It's not going to take root on the pavement because it's too hard. And people who find themselves in that situation have hardened their hearts a long time ago. Usually when they're in their early ages, probably between 5 and 12 years old, they put into their mind, I don't want this. I don't like this. And that's their decision. But they become hard. And then when they get older, that seed goes in and they know what it says, but they choose not to. And that's your prerogative. Look at verse 13, uh, chapter 13, 20 through 21. But he who received the seed on the stony place. You see, everybody's receiving the word of God, but people are handling it different. They're digesting it different. So those who received on the stony place, this is he who hears the word of God and immediately receives it with joy. They hear the message. They're happy. They want to hear more about Jesus. Yet he has no root in himself he doesn't even know who he is as a person. He's not able to, to have a good root system of this belief. So he doesn't have a root system within himself, but endures only for a while. So they become a Christian only for a moment. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Yeah, I'm a Christian in this circumstance, in this circumstance, in this situation. But when it gets hard, I quit. 
that's a quitter. We've all been raised not to be quitters. We don't want to be in this situation right here. Look at the next one. Verse 22. Now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. These are people who are worried about multiple things other than the Christ, other than their own Christianity. They let everything else get in their way. So you have those with the hard heart. You have those who they'll get it for a moment, but yeah, they're not really strong enough to be winners. So they're quitters. And then you have these other ones that they want to do the right thing, but they're too busy. Man, I just got no time. I have no time. Now, this isn't for everyone, but I'll tell you, when I was younger, uh, I was working and I always had to work Sundays, always had to work Sundays. And I said, you know what? I need to, I need to quit this job and I need to find a job that I don't have to work Sundays. Why? Because me worshiping God is more important than me going to work on Sunday. And I'm going to figure it out. You know, I took a pay cut, a good size pay cut, but I was worshiping the Lord every Sunday. My benefit is going to come later. I'm not going to let these things get in the way. So what's the start of the good heart? Because that's where we want to be. We need to have that good ground. We don't want to get caught in the thorns. We don't want to be in the stony places. We don't want to be on the wayside. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the first step to the good ground. You have to hear God's message. You have to believe what it is and what it says And you've got to apply what it says to your life and reason with it and say, you know what? I've heard the word of the Lord. I know what it has to say. I am going to choose to follow. It's exactly like the prophet Isaiah, right? What he saw the word of God. He studied the word of God. He prepared his heart for the word of God. And then once he acted it out in his own life, then he went to preach to others. That's good ground. You have to prepare yourself to hear it and let it apply to your life. John chapter 20, 28 through 29. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Now, Thomas had said, I'm not going to believe that Jesus is resurrected from the dead. That sounds like a lot of people today. And then Thomas said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it with my own eyes. Well, people say that all the time, but they don't really believe that. People believe things all the time that they don't see. Now, all of a sudden, Thomas sees Jesus and he says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, here's my wounds. Here's my hand. Here's my side. Put put your fingers in there so you can see that it's me. He says, no, now, now I believe. But look at what Jesus says. Blessed are those who have not seen And yet have believed. That's where we're at. We're not seeing him like Thomas got to see him. We are looking to God by faith. And what that means is not not a faith that you just jump off on nothing. And it's some sort of I'm going to jump out on faith and we're going to see what happens. No, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God builds my faith and then I'm going to do my due diligence is this book real? 
Let me see the first. Oh, wait. Battle of Jericho. Let me check. And there you go Googling because that's what you do. And what do you see? The real life Jericho. The artifacts. All the things. And you think to yourself, I'm going to go see this. Everything's verified. And so we come by to faith by hearing, by hearing by the word of God. So we believe not only by faith in the way that we think about it, but that the word of God is confirmed through archaeological artifacts, through historical references and through the word itself. That's what starts the good ground. You're not going to get to a good ground if you don't put in the time. Look at Acts 11 and 14. Who will tell you? Right. So this is Peter saying, uh, I was told this to go say this. Watch this. Who will tell you words by which you and your whole household will be saved? Words save you. How's that possible? Because if you have ears to hear, you're going to enact those words in your life. Thus, you're going to obey the gospel and be saved. So the start of a good ground heart is one who is willing to hear. One who is willing to test the word of God, really test it. That's what the Lord says. He says, come and see, test the old paths and see if this is not a better way. So we've got to be willing to test it, to hear it and then apply it. What about the good ground? Here's some characteristics of the good ground. The good ground bears fruit. Second Corinthians five and verse 20. Now then. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are speaking for Christ as though God were pleading through us. Do you see? That's the bearing fruit part. God is pleading through the Christians. The Christians are preaching and teaching to people, giving them that message. We implore you on Christ's behalf. What are we teaching them? Be reconciled to God. That's a good ground person. A good-hearted person is going to bear fruit for God. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 5. But you be watchful in all things. Not only Timothy, but you as Christians be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Don't be on the stony ground. And all of a sudden afflictions come and then you quit. All of a sudden it gets tough and then you quit. You don't want to be that person. No, what do you have to do? Do the work. You see that? That's a good-hearted person. Let's do it this way. You better watch yourself in all things. Don't be a quitter and work. Work how? Do the work of an evangelist. What's that? Bearing fruit. What kind of heart does he have? A good one. What is he doing then? He's fulfilling the ministry. He's fulfilling the ministry of God. He's fulfilling his personal obligations and responsibility to the gospel of Christ. That's a good hearted person. Mark 1 and verse 15 and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the gospel message. Repent and turn your life and believe in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. The the good news, the evangelion. That's the good news. Who's going to tell you that? The Christians. Which ones? The ones that are on good ground. The ones with the good heart. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and following. Right? What does it say? All those who call on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. But how will they hear if they do not have a preacher? 
That's what the Bible says. So we've got to have the good-hearted people to go out and preach the Word of God that they could hear and believe and we can bear fruit. How does that happen? Well, the good ground are the people who have the knowledge. Colossians 1 and verse 9 and following. For this reason, we also, since that day heard it, since we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So Paul is praying for the Colossians. He's praying for Philemon. Uh, he's praying for Onesimus, all the people in this congregation. And he says, we did not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of, look what it says, his will. Paul is praying that this congregation be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, what is that going to do? Filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord. You need to know how to act in the house of God, which is the ground of pillar and truth. That's what he told Timothy. And now he's telling them that in a little bit of a different way. You gain this knowledge of his will so you know how to live your life correctly. So what? You can be pleasing to him, not partly, fully. That you can be bearing fruit, not just one, but in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. See, that's what, that's what the importance is of being good fruit. You got to be good to do good, to bear good. Now look at John 8, 32. How are we going to be good and have the knowledge? And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't know the book, then you don't know how to be good. You've got to know the book to know what to do and to know what's wrong. So the people on the good ground with the good heart, the good ground is full of love. First Peter 4 and verse 8. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. And love will cover a multitude of sins. This is in the form of forgiveness. So I want you to think about that for a moment. After you've realized and you've put in your mind and you have set your heart and you're going to say, I want to be a good ground Christian. Once you're there and you start to do those things in your life, you start to to um, be ready to stand. You start to say, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to affect other people. I'm going to be preaching. When you get to that point where you're saying, I'm going to do God's will and I'm going to help people to see God's will, whether they want it or they don't want it, whether they take it or they don't take it. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about fulfilling my ministry, like he said to Timothy, and I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, why? Because you come full circle love. You see, when you're ready to preach the gospel, you're understanding what the death on the cross really meant to you really means to the world. And once you've come to realize that, you're ready to share it with somebody else. G God sent Jesus to the earth to be on the cross as a form of what we know of as agape love. It's love. The cross is love. Jesus is love. The blood is love. The manifestation of the Godhead bodily, Colossians chapter 2, that's Jesus. It's love. Our hope is love. Who's that in the book of Romans? Jesus. So when we teach other people about Jesus like that because we're a good heart, guess what we have? Love. And the love of Christ. And so with fervent love for one another, we've got to be able to forgive. How do people know that we're really Christians? John 13. A new commandment I give to you, 
that you love one another as I have loved you. That's a good heart, people. Love like Christ loved. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. By what? If you have love for one another. That means 1 Peter chapter 4, being able to love and forgive. If you can't forgive, you need to question your heart and question your love. And question what kind of ground you're on. Are you in the thorns or are you stony? The good ground forgives. You see, the love of Jesus on the cross was for the forgiveness of the sins of all men. Here's what your good ground has to produce. Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. This is the good ground characteristics. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. That all looks like what God looks like. Because you're supposed to be mirroring that heart. Bearing with one another. Look what the good heart looks like. Forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also, look what it says. What does it say? Must do. It doesn't say there's an option. It says must. But above all, the, all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection. You see, the good ground person, the good ground Christian, the one with the good heart that the, the Word of God went into the heart that we might not sin against God, that we should be good Christians and mirror our life like Christ, that person, that person wants the best for every single human being that they come in contact with. No matter who they are, where they come from, what color they are, or anything like that, we are always wanting the best for them. Not only that, you are also wanting the best for those in the Lord's body, forgiving other Christians, putting on love, affecting those outside the body of Christ to bring them into Christ and those in the body of Christ to show them the bond of perfection. That's what the good heart does. So if I ask you all to forgive me one day, I expect to hear forgiven. It's weird. You know how they say it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Who says that? That's false. Don't say that. You're, you're, you're hoping that the Christian that you come to to ask for forgiveness is a good ground Christian. But what if you meet the one in the thorns? I ain't forgiven you. What about the one on the stony places? You're not forgiven. You should have never done it in the first place. So we've got to be good ground. Acts 6 and verse 5. The good ground has humility and faith. Look at this. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen. They chose Stephen to be one who was a deacon and also one who was going to go preach. A man, look what it says, full of faith. Now this man was ready to die for Christ. And he did. This man was ready to serve the church, which he did. This man was ready to preach the gospel, which he did. Now, what is this man? Full of faith. What kind of heart does he have? What kind of ground? One that is able to be filled. Be filled with the things of God. 1 Peter 5 and verse 5, likewise, you younger people, look what it says. Submit. That's the humility part of a good heart. Submit yourselves to the elders. God has put the elders in place. Yes, 
all of you be submissive to one another. You see, it goes both ways. Everybody to one another that is showing love. That's a good heart. And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. Look what it says. But he gives grace to the humble. We need to have a heart um, as the good ground Christians to be full of faith and to be ready to be in humility and to submit to God's will. Here's your conclusion for today. The good ground is patient. God himself is the best ground that ever was. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, that's what a good heart does. A good heart bears fruit. A good heart is patient. A good heart is faithful. A good heart has love. A good heart has forgiveness. A good heart bears fruit. So look what Peter is saying about God's own character. That the Lord Jesus, He's long-suffering, He has patience towards who? Mankind. He's not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want you to perish, but He is such a good heart that He wants all to come to repentance. Now, how long does that patience last? Let me tell you. It's not a trick question. How long that patience lasts is different for every one of us. Some of us may get 10 years on this earth. Some of us may get 95 years on this earth. When your time stops, that's all the patience you get. You see? So there's no reason to wait for I'm going to wait tomorrow. I'm going to wait to the next year. I'm going to wait in five years. When I get my life right, when I get this, you're not guaranteed the next day. You're not guaranteed. So when we think about that, We think about God's good nature and that He's the ultimate one on the good ground that is wanting all those to come in and to repent. Now, the Christians who are on the good ground want the same thing for everyone. 2 Corinthians 6, 4 through 6. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. First step here, after you realize you have a good heart, that you're the good ground. You're commending yourselves as ministers of God. You understand your purpose. You understand what you're going to do. And that is save yourself and all those who hear you. First, first Timothy chapter four and verse 16. If you're taking notes, take heed to the gospel, right? And to yourselves for in doing so, you will save yourself and those who hear you. First Timothy four, 16, first Timothy four and verse six. If you teach the brethren, instruct them in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. What things? Everything God had told him through Paul. Most of that is love and God's will. Now look here. So you got to put your mind to it. To be a minister of God. How am I going to do it? With patience. With patience. Watch this good ground person in tribulation. So that's not a stony ground person because the stony ground person, when they saw tribulation, they're gone. They quit. They didn't have what it takes to keep going. In needs, when you need stuff, that's the thorny ground person. The thorny ground person, when all the cares of the world, everything was wrapped around them and and they had those needs that weren't being met, they quit. 
So you know that he's talking to good ground people. You need to put your mind right, the minister of God. You need to have patience because it's going to be a long, hard road. It's not easy. You need to be stronger than the stony ground. You need to be stronger than the thorny ground. In distresses, in stripes, imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. In everything life has to throw at you. God is depending on the Christians to be good ground by purity. Now we come back to the will of God, that we do the will of God by purity. How do we know the will of God? By knowledge. Where do we put this purity and knowledge? In the heart. By long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, that is by the Holy Spirit's guidance through the word. Look what it says finally, by sincere love. Think about this as we close. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. That's how much He loved us. In due time, God sent forth His Son, born of a virgin, born under the law. Galatians 4.4. Why? Because He loved us. Philippians chapter 2. Jesus did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. No, but he humbled himself even to the death of the cross. Why? Because he's the ultimate good heart that wants to bear fruit. God needs those people to mirror their lives like that. So I want you to think this morning before we close. What kind of heart do I have? Am I... On the wayside, is my heart tainted? Is it too hard, too hard for, for the Word of God to affect? Is it, is it too hard for me to say, I do believe there's a God? It, it, are you on the stony place? It, are, you, are you not strong enough to be in it, to win it? Are you going to quit when, when things get hard? Or are you going to roll with the punches? Are you on the thorny ground? Are you going to let the cares of the world and your busyness and the whole busy nature of the world we live in, you're going to let all that garner all your time? Or are you going to be on the good ground and recognize that God is to be put first? And that when you put God first, all else will fall in place. Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be bestowed upon you. If anybody has any need of anything, whether it's to put Christ on in baptism and to be added to the church, or it's to ask for prayers or anything that anyone might need, please come forward as we stand and as we sing. Kill at the cross.